From the Bob Barley Studio in Orlando, Florida, you're listening to The Diz Unplugged. Welcome to the Diz Unplugged Roundtable Discussion for the week of October 12th, 2011 from Orlando, Florida. I'm your host, Pete Werner, joined at the table this week by my good friends, Kathy Whirling, Walter Eccles, Julie Martin, Kevin Close, and John Magi. Big group back in the peanut gallery. Hi, peanut gallery. Uh, in this segment, we are going to uh, hear from Kevin Close on his recent experience at the Grand Floridian Cafe at Disney's Grand Floridian Resort and Spa. So, Kevin, what did you think? Well, I've been to the Grand Floridian one other time. This was a while back. We tried to review it. And if anybody is paying attention and remembers this, we walked out. We met with surly waitstaff and unaccommodating. And we actually ordered our dinner and the only person who got anything was my mom. She got a cup of soup. And we sat there for a good hour and a half. Mm-hmm. And finally just decided, bye. So we left. So John and I, we were looking through the list, and we were trying to come up with a restaurant review that wasn't a re-review, wasn't, this would be fresh. So we made a reservation for the Grand Californian Cafe, and we walked in. Grand with Floridian. Grand Floridian. I have that trouble. <laughs> so we made a reservation. We went in the evening, and... The restaurant was crowded, very crowded, but not full. I mean, tables turned over pretty quickly. They told me our waiter's name was going to be Juan. And this very nice Korean man walked up to the table. And apparently I was misunderstanding. What was his name? Kwan. Kwan. So I kept expecting Juan. I got Kwan. He was a nice guy. Uh, John and I started our dinner. There's uh, eight appetizers. There's a shrimp cocktail, seasonal greens, Caesar salad, New England clam chowder, tuna stack, um, panko-crusted lump crab cake, caramelized onion soup, and the cheese plate. I started with the shrimp cocktail. It was twelve ninety nine. John, what did you have? The tuna stack. Never mind. The ahi tuna <laughs> on top of mango with avocado and citrus dressing. We also decided we would try the cheese plate. Of the four appe- of the three appetizers, the only one that was even remotely good was the cheese plate. Really? <laughs> really? The shrimp cocktail wasn't good? And I'm sure they didn't make the cheese in-house. Right, exactly. <laughs> Aging it in the back room. Walter, I have to tell you, it's hard to mess up shrimp cocktail. It is. These were f- uh, four medium shrimp for $13 wow. that had been cooked at least a day or two ago. To the point that they were just mush. Hmm. And it says, fragrantly poached shrimp served with fresh tomato horseradish cocktail salsa. Basically what it was was hot salsa. <clears throat> it was a tomato-based salsa that somebody had put hot sauce and horseradish in to the point where it was almost inedible. Oh, no. It oh. was so hot. And I like spice. Somebody was heavy-handed. Uh, so with... Four shrimp and inedible salsa. It was just a total waste of money. John had the ahi tuna, and ahi tuna usually is a little bit firm. The tuna was mushy. 
they had put mango on it, which was mushy, and avocado, which was mushy, and citrus dressing. So John had, it was about the size of a tuna can. They had used a ring mold and made a little round puck. And it was tuna mango avocado baby food. Mm. There was no texture to it all other than mush. It was just... You need something crunchy in there. Yeah. yeah. The, the tuna should have had some body. They, um, mango's kind of a, a soft fruit anyway. The avocado, in my opinion, this was just a total... As a matter of fact, I love all three of those things. He gave me a bite of it and asked me if I wanted the rest of it. Never a good sign. <laughs> they came with a uh, uh, wasabi mayonnaise. And even that had no flavor. And you know what wasabi's like. Yeah, yeah, really. yeah, all the wasabi was in my salsa. Everything was just completely stripped out of this dish. There was no flavors. It was just, it was awful. I love wasabi, but it gives me indigestion. Well, <laughs> we moved on to the cheese plate, which was a truffle tremor. I swear that's what it says. Uh, a, a gouda and a blue cheese with assorted uh, accompaniments and sesame crackers. They had also brought us a loaf of bread. And in the bread, they had what they, in the bed basket, they had what they called currant bread which was like a, uh, a savory raisin bread. It was very good. Uh, the cheeses were twelve ninety nine. also. John's uh, tuna stack was twelve ninety nine. While the cheeses were good, I thought they were very, very stingy with this how much This is how much cheese them. you got for twelve ninety nine. I'm tiny little pieces of cheese. Wow. I'm talking... Well, you can't even share that. Yeah. No. I'm talking a little bigger than a nickel. I was thinking cheese. like a massive cheese plate. No. I, I, this was maybe even a quarter, but this was $13 for, I'm going to guess, an ounce of cheese. It was a lot. Ugh. Just a lot. So we chalked that up. We went on to dinner. Now, there are six entrees. There's the braised lamb shank, the grilled pork chop, the New York strip, the shrimp or, or a ketty pasta, the roasted airline chicken, and the Grand Floridian burger. I love that name, the airline <laughs> chicken. Right. Airline it's, chicken is a chicken breast that they leave the little, little wing bone in, mm-hmm. so it looks. When they well first said that, it's like, what is it? Plastic and tasteless? I mean, <laughs> come in plastic. Come on. Exactly. The little boy next to us had it, and he used it as a handle and just picked it up as a mouth. <laughs> <laughs> However, these are. This is not inexpensive. Uh, the burgers, nineteen fifty. Uh, the Airline chicken is nineteen. Wow. The, the shrimp pasta is nineteen. The strip is thirty. The pork chop is thirty, or I'm sorry, twenty-two. And the braised lamb shank is twenty-three. John had the bra- the braised <clears throat> lamb shank. I'll let you him tell you about that. I had the Grand Floridian burger. I read the description and I thought, got to try it. It's an Angus Chuck burger, butter poached lobster, on a bed of onion marmalade, crispy prosciutto prosciutto and arugula on a brioche bun with chips okay i've heard of this so what okay. do you think so i asked i said you know for 20 bucks you think you can um can i get some french fries instead of potato chips absolutely not a problem they brought out this very large burger that was room temperature at best and gray as can possibly be i thought you don't have a grill back there. Just make it brown. I mean, if it's just Was looks, it boiled? It looked like boiled beef. Mm. And laying in the middle of this was a half a lobster chopped up. And you think... Half a lobster tail. A half a lobster tail. 
I was thinking keep beef away from my lobster. I ate the lobster. Keep separately. lobster away from my beef. Um, <laughs> mine had no <clears throat> onion marmalade. I had or marmalade. I had none of the crispy prosciutto, and I had leaf lettuce. There wasn't a bit of arugula on my burger. Hmm. So basically, I had a burger with a half of a very, very small lobster tail laying on top of it. And I don't even think my french fries were room temperature. I would describe them more as air conditioned. Oh, jeez. They were kind of chilly. So my meal, the lobster was tasty, I have to tell you. It was good. It was okay. And it was, it was a little overdone and a little rubbery. But where whose idea it was to lay a half a lobster tail on top of a burger? I don't it's get weird. it. I don't it it's get not. It. it doesn't work. And the burger wasn't even good once you took the lobster off. It was no. Just... As a matter of fact, most of my burger remained on the plate with some cold French fries. John had the braised <laughs> lamb shank. I thought it was the best word I can describe is serviceable. It wasn't it with cheddar cheese grits, garlic scented broccolini. I swear that's what it says. Garlic scented. They ran the garlic next to it. <laughs> they, <laughs> they sprayed wow. it with garlic cologne. <laughs> it comes with a natural jus and a citrus gremolata. And again, it was very serviceable. It was tasty enough. It was the the lamb was cooked well enough. The you know cheese and polenta you can't go wrong with that, right? Part of the problem was you know for twenty three dollars we're sitting in this restaurant and I keep thinking, well, there's citricos. Right upstairs. Yeah, right. And if I you're willing to drop 30 bucks on an entree, go, up, go, 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 go to Citricos. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Really? Go upstairs. Now, my biggest problem with the lamb shank was um, lamb has a skin on it. And usually it's a nice and crispy skin. Well, this was soft and gross. Gross, like chicken mushy. skin. Yeah. Oh. And I had to push it to the side of the plate. And by the time my meal was done, it was very silence of the lamb shank. Oh. <laughs> 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 Did that just come to you? Have you planned? I've been planning that for a while. <laughs> <laughs> it was not very pleasant after the meal was done, but again, it was okay. Tell while. me a story, Sharice. <laughs> exactly. It came with Chianti. <laughs> <laughs> again, it was very okay while I was eating it. I enjoyed it, but again, it's hard to have that meal when there's such better food steps away. Uh, we went on to dessert, and there's a couple of choices. There's chocolate fondue, which is really a misnomer. It, it came with I, the people next to us got it. It came with fruit. It came with bananas, strawberries, marshmallows, and something else. Uh, pineapple, maybe pineapple. pineapple thank right. you. And you picture fondue. It's going to come on that little pot with some right. heat mm-hmm. underneath it. This was a little tiny ramekin of like Hershey syrup. <laughs> oh, jeez, come on. And this yeah, was six ninety nine. It had a key lime tart, a New York-style lemon cheesecake, the Boston cream pie, and a fresh berry tart. They also had a no-sugar-added berry pyramid with mango sauce and a seasonal sorbet. Or they have the dessert sampler for two for $9.99. That came with the fresh berry tart, the Boston cream pie, the key lime tart, and the lemon cheesecake. The berry tart was okay. The Boston cream pie was okay. The key lime tart and the lemon cheesecake were unidentifiable we were not sure which was which Mm. they both were these little mounds of stuff that had a vaguely citrusy taste to them however one of them seized those veins in your (laughs) neck it just your jaw just clenched that would have been the lemon tart it was so it was so tart i tied a bite and i I try not to make a face because if i make the face john won't try it 
<laughs> so I sat there, and it, it's the thing that makes those veins seize, and your saliva glands work like three times as hard. So you're Kevin's sitting there thinking, just stop, the just stop, just stop. So exactly. So John says, "How was that?" I said, "It was good." <laughs> <laughs> so he tried a bite of it and looks at me. He goes, "You lied." <laughs> it also came with a little surprise on the plate. Exactly. There was a little solid chocolate statue of Mickey. Now, Which is really cute when yeah, you get it, right? Nice. Yeah. Yeah. Now you have to eat Mickey. You have to decapitate Mickey or chop his ears off or his legs off. When, ears go first. In, um, it's very when Cinderella's royal, uh, Citra, um, Cinderella's royal table used to be King Stefan's banquet hall in the castle, your butter used to come out in the shape of Mickey. And we were told that they stopped that because children were Rosa. you know plotting over the fact that people killed Mickey. So... Uh, I, They've started doing it again at the Grand Floridian. It was by far the best part of the dessert sample. <laughs> oh my. So if you can just order the solid Mickey statue, <laughs> I would ask for that. In my opinion, the, oh, dinner for two of us after Tables in Wonderland was $110. Wow. $55 a person with your 20% discount. Now that included our tip. That right, was, but that still. Include, I would tell you, if you have... Plan on eating in the Grand Floridian, plan ahead, and run screaming upstairs towards Citricos. Yes. This is what looks like a small little sort of um, cafe kind of thing. This is not small little cafe prices. These are fine dining prices, and you are not getting fine dining. It was also not full and extremely loud. There was There were parents... Sitting behind John, I had full view of them, and they had three children. And these are the parents you hear about. These three children screamed and threw bread, and I watched, and neither parent addressed it, neither parent Mm. looked at it. It was everybody else's problem. These three children, uh, one, that's not true. One was in a stroller, uh, like not a stroller, a high chair. Mm. The other two, I would put between five and seven screaming at the top of their lungs. The funniest part about it was they were both dressed as princesses, <laughs> and the younger of the two used her um, Snow White dress as her napkin. Oh, no. So everything she did, she'd wipe her mouth with her hands and then wipe it down the front of the princess dress. I was amused by that. <laughs> However, and again, I was in the right frame of mind. I was kind of tucked back into a corner, so I wasn't out in the middle of all this. I was amazed that one of the servers wasn't tripped or killed by one of these children mm. because they were coming out with large trays of food and these two little children ran wild and when I tell like screaming I'm talking as loud as they could and one of the parents would then like hand them a roll or something and that would stop them for a couple of minutes but after that on the other hand sitting right next to me in a booth was a table of 10 people with five children all of them exemplary um chatting and laughing and talking to their parents and enjoying their dinner the little boy was holding uh the airline chicken like he had a giant chicken lollipop (laughs) but they were perfectly behaved the two across i and i i can't maybe they never take them out then they shouldn't be out now that's what i'm saying like you know Corey and i we try to take ferris and finley out because we have to do it now and teach them what's appropriate or else later on we'll be those i love kids And I understand that kids scream at the inappropriate times. However, if your child is continuing to scream, scream, that child should be escorted out of the restaurant until they're able to... To calm. 
And you know what? I understand messy. But having a parent sit next to them and watching them just throw food on the floor and not stopping that, I'm sorry, that is now, that's a felony as far as parenting is concerned. That's my opinion. I understand that your kid's going to do it. I understand that you can stop it. It's not the kid's fault. It's now your fault. Right. We used to take, there were times that our kids got fussy that one of us would take them outside till they could calm down enough to bring them back in. We didn't think that it was our place to disrupt everybody else's right. meal. But and again, people don't I do agree that with you. nowadays. And even if you just talk to them and ask them to quiet mm-hmm. down, you don't have to remove them, but you do have to pay attention to them. And the minute they're throwing food and getting in the way of the servers, you're now failing as a parent. Right. They should be seated and you should be sort of directing them and if you want to write me hate mail because of this i'm willing to take you on if your kid's screaming and throwing food and i'm watching you not address it in any way shape or form it's your fault you're a bad parent yeah right. but at uh, least getting, at that moment you are right but getting back to the the the, the food issues and the the, the the it really seems to be an endemic problem now with the grand floridian cafe your first experience a few years ago that was, was years negative ago. Um, Walter and I, when we did our review of the uh, of the Grand Floridian and ate there, had a very similar experience that the service was terrible, the food was awful, and it was ridiculously overpriced. And so that was a year ago. And now here again, uh, another similar experience. Uh, and, and in between, I've heard people talk about the Grand Floridian Cafe and how it's just not what it used to be. That used to be a great place to go and eat. And I it's loved a beautiful it. space. It's a I used perfect to location. Love going over there for lunch. It was so great. And I don't understand why in Disney's flagship resort. That is their flagship resort. They would allow a situation like that not only to exist but to continue year after year after year. And to charge that much money for a dinner. There are three fine dining establishments at the Grand Floridian. There's Narcissus, there's Victorian Alberts, and there's Citrico's. In my opinion, they also have 1900 Park Fair, but that's, that's a buffet and a, a character, character thing. Meal. The Grand Floridian Cafe should be a step down from Citrico's price-wise, mm-hmm. offerings-wise, To me, it's a restaurant without a real identity. Mm. If you're going to call it the cafe, I think it should be somewhere, it should be more of a a cafe type atmosphere. Even if they went so far as to make it a step up from the plaza restaurant. The Grand Floridian needs that in in their establishment. They've got a food court. There should be another step before you reach fine dining. Yep. And that's what this should be. And that's what it was always that's what it always was. And I, I, I think what's happened is you probably have an executive chef um, who is just trying to experiment and do stuff and as you said, have the, leaving that restaurant with no real direction and no real identity. And it's a shame. It's a shame because it is a wonderful space, and it could be a fantastic restaurant because it used to be a fantastic restaurant. They just need to get. They just need to get their act together. Now, this is not Shutter's bad. This is not. No, no. Shutter's bad. But this is. If you're going to spend thirty dollars on a New York strip, now we didn't try this. I'm not reviewing it. But if you're going to spend thirty dollars on a New York strip, this is not the place. Go to upstairs. Do it. Go upstairs exactly. to Citrico's. You can go to Citrico's and get a fine meal at almost the same price. Yeah. You know? And the atmosphere, again, the atmosphere wasn't bad. There were screaming children, and I blame the parents, 
but it's still a nice place. It, it's a very pretty I mentioned sort of to you, I, space. I said to you, it looked, uh, it looked recently rehabbed. Everything was fresh. The wallpaper was fresh. The, the paint was fresh. It looked great, but it was just the mm. noise level was crazy. Yeah. So that's my review. If you have that, if you're going to make that choice, even as a last ditch effort, go to the food court. You'll spend a third of the price and get food that's just as good. My lobster burger was ridiculous. It was twenty dollars, and it wasn't worth ten. I always wanted to try that because it looked intriguing. But I guess I won't go, buy buy lobster meat at the Publix and lay it on top of your hamburger <laughs> yeah. that you cook at home. <laughs> yeah. And that's exactly what it is. And you think to yourself, they don't even go together in my mind. It's not like if you made lobster and shrimp. Or but there's there's surf and turf. Is a I'm about to say the low budget do, surf and turf. They're trying to do a surf and turf thing. It just did it for twenty dollars. I should have had a killer burger, mm-hmm. and it wasn't. Yeah, it just wasn't. What a shame. But you know what gets me with this is on these restaurants, the prices go up in little bits here and there. You know, every few months they go up fifty cents, a dollar here, or there. But the food's the same, or even going downhill. Are they trying to make a more profit? Of course, or? And, and and again, that you know that goes back to what we've talked about multiple times about Disney and about uh, not just the fact that the prices go up, but oftentimes the quality goes down, and it's almost like they're getting a double bang uh, for their buck. Cheaper food for more money, exactly. Mm-hmm. And they don't and, think people. I mean, I notice it. It'll go up from what twelve forty nine to twelve ninety nine or eleven ninety nine. One of the things I noticed that, that stuck out to me very clearly in one of the obituaries written about Steve Jobs was that he never focused on the short term. He always focused on the long-term profitability and legacy of the company. That does not exist at the Walt Disney Company right now, and there are no prospects that it's ever going to start coming back to the company. Why worry about it if you've got full restaurants? If people are willing to accept exactly. mediocre food at astronomical prices, what what is the it, why, why change? That's it. And, you're gonna, and I'm, you know, people are going to get mad. I can say this: part of the problem is the dining plan. The family next to us was totally on the dining plan. It wasn't a out of pocket price at that okay. point. The so server you're... said to the family sitting next to us, "Do you want dessert?" And they said, "No, thank you. We're really full." And her response was, "It's free. It's part of your dining plan." Oh, I've had, I had that when we stayed at. I remember people saying that to me when we had the dining plan last summer. It's not free. No, You've it's not free. You've it. paid for it. Mm-hmm. Now, I do want to say that John and I could have knocked this down by $13. We ordered an extra appetizer. We didn't get $13 worth of food, but we could have cut $13 out of still, the cost of the challenge. You're still at $100. Right. So it doesn't matter because it. You know, after a certain point, it's all academic. And there was one um, one Diet Coke. There was no alcohol. There was no coffee. There was no other extra drink. What a shame. So it's $100 for food and a Diet Coke. Wow. So I can say one positive thing because I was reading the back of the menu. They have a, a very nice Pinot Noir. <laughs> <laughs> so you get drunk and not know what the food is like? Yeah, I guess that, that's, that's how it works. Well, too bad. Too bad. I'm sorry that it was a... Less than stellar experience. and I would uh, not go back. This is my second time there, and you had a bad experience. I'm sorry, yeah, that's three strikes. Yeah. Until I hear something's drastically changed. And I just want to give the usual disclaimer with any of our reviews. This is a snapshot of our experience during a particular visit. We do not suggest that people make buying decisions off of this. Just use it as information as, and, and, and take it under advisement as you do your research and plan your trip. So we want to make sure that we, we put that out there. We're not telling you don't go to the Grand Floridian Cafe. 
We're saying that if you do, go armed with this information. And, and go upstairs that, to Citricos. And know that this was our experience <laughs> and then go upstairs to Citricos. So, all right. Well, thank you very much for that, Kevin. That will do it for this segment. That will also do it for this segment. So, that's it. <laughs> we'll be back with you again next time, people. Thanks. Stay out of the damn lakes. That was graceful. It's a graceful exit.